Hey, beautiful friends. Welcome to the Savor Podcast. We're so excited for you to join us today as we dive into the goodness of God together. Our hope is for you to be encouraged, challenged, and entertained as you listen to hosts Stacy and Suzanne, along with special guests as they have honest and real conversations about how to savor God's word as they grow in their relationship with Christ. We hope you'll encourage a friend or two to listen with you so you can keep the conversations going. We're all about community here. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Saver Podcast. How are you today, Stacy? I'm doing okay. Good. Well, um, today we're going to be talking about uh, peace, which I find very interesting. I think I shared on the last couple um, podcasts of how emotionally unstable I've been lately, so fitting that you... Um, have been thinking about peace I wonder if it does it have anything to do with me and just (laughs) yes actually this is an intervention for you today Suzanne me you and a thousand of our closest friends oh good well thank you I'm so glad you brought me here today to talk to me about my (laughs) emotional instability (laughs) Um, no but I do think that this is is going to be good I think that um, this is something that we all need so but interesting God just laid this on your heart or yeah actually we were just sitting around Um, as a staff at church talking about different things. We each take turns doing devotion. And this last week I had the devotion. And so I was actually talking about wisdom and reading some scriptures out of James that we had talked about on wisdom. And somehow we ended up talking about peace and got some really interesting answers about what does peace look like? When do we feel peace? How, How do we get peace? All of those things. So I'm looking forward to digging in a little bit into that today. Uh, even though we won't be able to answer all of those questions. But before we get into that, I just want to say thank you to those of you who have shared resources with us. If you remember, uh, a few episodes ago, we did a saver short on some of the resources. So again, we'd love to hear from you, love to see if any of those resources are beneficial to you. But I was talking to a woman a couple of days ago, and she was sharing with me this new Bible she got. And it's a really cool Bible. It's called the Filament Bible. And it's a hard copy Bible with super giant print, which I, you know me, I love some super giant print. <laughs> but the cool thing about it is you get the hard copy Bible, but it also comes with an app and you can scan whatever you're reading and it'll pop up the study notes on your phone and it has videos and all kinds of stuff. So it's a two for one. You buy the hard copy Bible, but you also get all of those resources through the app online. And I thought that was really cool. So we'll include that in the show notes. So please keep sharing with us any resources that you come across or that are helpful. You can always email us at saver at crosstownchurch.com. We love to hear from you guys. Yeah, that Bible sounds pretty cool. That sounds like right up, right up my alley. Cause I usually have like all these different things I need to like carry around and look up. So that sounds really cool. I also had somebody mention to me on social media that, um, which I can't believe we neglected this resource, but the YouVersion Bible app, amazing resource. I think I just take for granted that everybody has that now. Um, But if you don't, you should get it for sure. I heard a quote about that. I heard a pastor talking about it. The cool thing about YouVersion is there are like 1900 versions of the Bible on YouVersion or something crazy like that. And it's all free. But I heard a quote um, as a pastor was talking about that, about the Bible, and he said, it's the best-selling book of all times and the most unread book. Did you know that, I think the statistic is like somewhere between 70 and 80% of homes have a Bible in the home, 
across the United States, but on average, only 9% of people read it on a regular basis. We must have listened to the exact same thing because I just shared that on TikTok, on our yeah. Saver TikTok, in which you don't have, so you don't know that. I don't know that. <laughs> that is, ladies, that is the mercy of confirmation right there. Because we, that I don't was ever Tyler listen. Stanton. Yes, yes we, but I hardly ever listen to him. Like I his never preaching. really listened to, to that, and I just happened to listen to, to that. Was that this week? I think yes, it was this week. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, and so I listened to that and was also surprised by that. And I almost said that verbatim thing on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so if you follow us, I didn't even know we had a saver TikTok. Thank you, Suzanne, for doing that. Well, it's mostly me. I didn't want to put just saver because sometimes I'm like, I don't want to make Stacy look bad. So, <laughs> well, Stacy wouldn't know because I don't. I'm I know, terrible. But someone at might tell media. you. It's okay. Oh. I'm okay with that. It's fine. Or some AI out there might put it together and right. like, it's y'all, AI stuff is crazy. That's a whole nother. Maybe we should do a whole series on like the effect of that on us and our brains. And I don't know. Mm, what, I don't know. I'm still learning the effects of social media on my brain. Well, not just social media, but this whole AI stuff and how, you know, now they can actually, anything you put out there of your voice there's an AI program that I can go to and I can tell it to grab your voice and I want it to be your voice telling me a nursery rhyme and everything you've ever put out on the internet with your voice, it'll put it together and it'll be you telling a nursery rhyme. I just read, um, which I try to say, this will be a good segue going into peace. I just read something recently, which we should probably be, be more... Um, consider it maybe of the things that we're putting into our mind but it was about this kind of thing about a chat or gpi i mean chat gpt ah, i'm mixing them all up this ai stuff like what you said and it was someone had taken their daughter's voice i guess and called them and said they needed like ransom money i don't know if that's real but i read it and i was like well i could see that happening with all this ai stuff so and then i just sent my daughter all the stuff on snapchat I don't have Snapchat, but it was about how people are using AI on Snapchat for some getting your location. I don't know. Everything's so freaky. So tell yes. us in this freaky world about peace, Stacey. I mean, seriously. And not just that, but you're right. The world is freaky. What a great segue, Stacey. And you're so good at those segues. Uh, maybe I should get you a segue for your birthday. Oh my gosh, no. I'd be like Paul Blart, Mall Cop. Did you? Such a great movie. Suzanne Kuba. I think, wasn't it a great movie? Mall Cop. I remember laughing through it. So, But we do live in a chaotic world. And sometimes I feel like the world gets crazier and crazier. But I think the reality is we just have more access to information across the mm. world. And every time something bad happens, whether it happens in your neighborhood or whether it happens on the other side of the world, we can almost instantaneously find that information out and it gives us um, anxiety and stress. And so today we just want to talk a little bit about what Jesus says about peace. And so John chapter 14, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He knows he's come to the end of his ministry and he is sitting down with his disciples and he's kind of giving them a farewell speech and he's wanting them to understand that he's leaving, but they don't really understand. I love it though. Um, if you remember or know anything about the gospel story too, you'll see Thomas in here. If you're reading all of John chapter 14, Thomas got the nickname Doubting Thomas because he's the one who's like, I'm not going to believe it's the resurrected Jesus until I see the nails in his hand. So he gets this bad rap. The reality is 
Thomas was an investigator. Thomas needed to know things because in John chapter 14, Jesus is like, I'm going. And Thomas is the only one who's like, hey, we don't know what you're talking about. Where are you going? (laughs) What are you doing? But I want to read to you starting in um, John chapter 14. And I want to read verse 27 because Jesus has been telling them, I'm going to go away and I'm going to give you a helper. And so actually I'm going to start in verse 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. And I just love that. Like he's telling them, I'm going to send the Helper, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you and peace I leave with you. Now, when the disciples heard this phrase, peace I leave with you, they would have recognized it as it was a very common greeting in the Jewish culture. It's um, also kind of like this idea of shalom, that peace that we're hearing, and we're going to get into what that means a little bit more, but he's giving them a farewell, like a goodbye, and that's how they would have greeted each other, but this is so much more than that. And he's also contrasting the way the world gives to us and then the way Jesus, who we'll get into, is the Prince of Peace and what he's giving to us. And I think it's interesting when you think about how he's saying the Holy Spirit, the Helper's going to come and he'll bring things to your remembrance. And so peace I leave with you. So when the Holy Spirit brings things to our memory, when he is speaking to us, then we should understand we are going to have a sense of completeness, peace, tranquility. But look over in Ephesians 2, how the Apostle Paul contrasts the the idea of Jesus. And we see in Isaiah 9 that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. But let's contrast what the Apostle Paul says about this in Ephesians 2. In Ephesians 2, 2, He's writing a letter to the church at Ephesus, and he's reminding them that they have been made alive in Christ, and he's telling them, don't forget this. And he says, you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit, lowercase spirit there, the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. You see, what Jesus was trying to tell them, what the Apostle Paul is trying to communicate is there is a stark difference between the peace that we are offered through the Prince of Peace, a title to identify Jesus as the everlasting, complete peacemaker, and then the Prince of the Power of the Air. So if you're reading Ephesians 2 and you're like, who is the Prince of the Power of the Air? What the heck is the Prince of the Power of the Air? That is a reference to the devil, Satan. Satan is the prince of the power of the air, this world that we live in. He's been allowed to have some power and some authority. It's limited, but he has it, and we give it to him even more when we choose to let ourselves run in chaotic thought processes. But the reality is, Your mind is a constant battleground and the things that we experience, the things that we see, what we put into our mind, there's a struggle between resting in the peace that Jesus has provided and given to us and the idea of the chaos that comes through the power of the air. And the thing that I thought was interesting is 
in John 14, verse 26, it's talking about the Holy Spirit, capital S in your Bible. But in Ephesians 2, 2, it says there's a spirit now working in the sons of disobedience. So anyone outside of Christ, I know it sounds harsh, but it's true. They're called sons of disobedience. They're outside of Christ. And there is a spirit at work within them that is causing chaos, that is causing stress. And I think we feel that in our own personal lives. I don't know about you, Suzanne, but do you ever feel like that there's just pockets of chaos around you? Yes, very frequently. (laughs) And I think we, and like what you're saying too is, you know, we can feed it. There's a way we can feed into that too, or there's a way that we can have peace because of our relationship with Christ. Yes. And so it's interesting too, to that point, how we have this peace, because when Jesus is talking in John chapter 14 and 15, you'll see as he's, he's with his disciples, it's not a peaceful like environment. The circumstances are not peaceful. When Jesus is talking to them, this is very close to where he's about to be betrayed by Judas. This is very close to the night he's arrested and his crucifixion that follows. That was not everything is at peace. That was not the whole nation is just full of peace and everyone feels tranquil. No, there was a lot of hostility swirling around those circumstances. And so for the disciples to hear Jesus say, peace I leave with you, not as the world, but this this different idea, it's to help us understand they had to fight to see that. They had to fight to experience that peace. And probably it wasn't just this feeling of like calm, for them. And so that's why I love Isaiah 9. I want to flip over to Isaiah 9. Suzanne, you want to read that for us? Just that, those two verses around where it's calling him the Prince of Mm -hmm. Peace. Yes, this is the um, Christmas. I call this our Christmas, Christmas verse, because it always makes me think of just Christmas. I love to read this at Christmas, but um, it's talking about for unto us a child is born, and then it goes on and he says, And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And then 11, 7, where it says of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Yes. And so when the prophet Isaiah is prophesying that the Messiah will be called the Prince of Peace, and there will be no end to his peace. And so I don't know where this is hitting you today. Maybe your circumstances are peaceful. Maybe you are on vacation, hopefully blue water and white sand Mm -hmm. listening to this podcast. If you are, kudos to you for listening to this podcast on vacation. But I don't know where you personally are sitting hearing this today, but maybe there is all kinds of peaceful circumstances around you. Praise God for that, because you probably aren't having any trouble feeling peaceful then. But I want to talk to the woman today who feels like she is at the end of her rope, that there is utter chaos all around her. Her job is disordered. Her marriage is disordered. Her relationship with her children feels out of order. Her relationship with her church feels out of order. Her relationship with a spiritual mentor that she has feels out of order and chaotic and stressful. To you, I want to remind you, he is called the Prince of Peace. And Jesus Christ has a appropriated our peace. And he is giving us this peace that is everlasting. There will come no end to his peace. And so for you today, it may just be 
that you have to remind yourself Jesus is coming back and his kingdom of peace will reign forever and ever and ever. The Apostle Paul talks about how the momentary afflictions of this world seem so great, right? He calls them momentary afflictions. You guys, he was shipwrecked. He was bitten by a snake. He was beaten. He was thrown in prison. He was on house arrest. I don't know about you, but in my most chaotic season of life, I hadn't experienced any of that. <laughs> I don't know, right? Have you been bitten by a snake, shipwrecked, beaten? No, no, none of that. None of that. But I have felt, you know, the chaos of life, and it probably hasn't all been that bad. Yeah. But it doesn't negate the fact that we have all felt probably in similar ways to what Paul experienced about just the storm of life. Yes. And he calls those momentary afflictions. Mm-hmm. How in the world... How in the world can he do that? Because I know some of the hardest, most difficult, lack of peace times, chaotic times in my life, I'm like, how? How can I say this is just momentary and this too shall pass and everything's going to be okay? No matter how much I tell myself that, I don't experience that. But it's when I put my eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of my faith, who endured the shame of the cross that was set before him because he knew what it would bring to us, Mm. his children, and it's offered to anyone. And so I just want to encourage you today, if if you're feeling overwhelmed and you have real things that are going on, I understand that. I mean, your marriage really may be over and you may be sitting in the grief and the sorrow and the loss of that. Your job really may be a terrible situation where things are not the way they should be. You're not experiencing justice and peace. And we want you to know, we, we pray for you and we are asking you to get into the presence of Jesus because he is the Prince of Peace and he is offering to us a peace that surpasses all understanding I mean, we're, you know, I'm sure you've heard the verse so often, right? I bet you know exactly what I'm quoting out of Philippians. He will guard your heart and mind and he'll give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. That's what Jesus is offering to us. That's what the Prince of Peace has for us. It's a peace that surpasses the reality that is set before us. Because so often we keep our eyes and we do because it's our reality of what's around me. How are things at work going? How are my finances? How is my health? How is my relationship with my children? How is my relationship with my spouse? Those things usually define how you feeling today, how you doing. Mm -hmm. And the reality is it should be defined by something that surpasses all of that. Colossians 3 talks about keep your eyes on the things above, not on the things of earth the heck does that mean? Like literally when you think about that, Suzanne, what does that mean? Keep your eyes on things above. Well, for me, I think the thing that I think of is keeping my eyes on the promises of God, you know, that what's already been accomplished, but what he's coming back to accomplish, you know, and that kind of goes back to this is a momentary affliction because this life is but a vapor. And so if my hope is in something beyond this life, then I think there's there's real hope there. But when when you keep talking about this, I keep seeing, um, I don't know where you're listening from, but 
we are obviously in Charleston, South Carolina, and we get hurricanes here. And so I keep seeing in my mind a hurricane. Oh, that's such a great example. And such a storm, right? And if you have ever been in a hurricane and experienced the eye of the storm, you can walk outside and it is like complete serenity, right? That's what it feels like because you hit that eye of the storm and I don't know all the uh, meteorology behind that, but it's very calm during the eye of the storm until the next part comes. And so to me, like I'm thinking, oh yeah, that's that, that, that false sense of peace. Yes. Right. Like maybe that, that eye of the storm is the kind of peace we're talking about. The world gives you, it's this like almost like a pseudo peace. Oh, for sure. But the peace that you're talking about, Stacy, is the peace that we have in the storm. Yes. Not just the eye. It's the, it's no matter what's going around around us, we can have peace in the storm. Yes. Not just the eye. Absolutely. That is such a good point because if you're like me, when I've had those times where I just feel super stressed and chaotic, I run to things that are going to give me momentary peace. Mm. For me, number one, online shopping. Mm. I'll just be honest. Mm-hmm. That's my go-to. Um There are other things that I run to. Maybe for you, it's not online shopping. Maybe for you, it's binge watching Netflix. I'm going to tell you, if you don't feel peace in your life and you watch Netflix, quit watching Netflix for a week and see what happens. See if you don't experience just a little bit more peace by getting that out of your life. Now, listen, I'm not hating on Netflix, y'all. I watch Netflix, okay? But in those moments where you are really overwhelmed and the world is taking over, you're going to try to run to something to give you that momentary peace, that false sense of peace. And I don't know what that is for you, but begin asking God to show you where are places where I am trying to get a false sense of peace. Maybe you didn't even realize that you were trying to do it. Maybe by listening to this, you're like, oh, that's why I online shop at night before I go to bed because it's the only time that my mind is at rest or feels peaceful. I don't know. I think it goes back again to that idea of this pseudo peace. Um, it's not real peace that no. you're experiencing. Um, and I experienced this and I was actually talking to another woman um, last week who is much younger than me, like maybe half my age, but I related to our, um, we had a common uh, fake peace that we seek and it's really not peace is distraction mm. and um, for us I'll tell you for the two of us me and this much younger woman um, is TikTok but it's the same kind of concept as like Netflix or something it's distracting me yes from the chaos it's not helping me handle the right. chaos so as soon as I'm done with that that was like the eye of the storm mm-hmm. and then I'm back in it because I have not sought out true peace so that I could have peace in the chaos. Yes, that is such a good point. And I do think we all tend to do that at times because we just want a relief, especially Mm. when our heart is feeling overwhelmed by the chaos around us. Maybe it's your schedule. You know, I think that for me is what's been taking peace away from me. My husband has a very demanding job. My son has been playing lots of soccer games. And so we have, our schedule has felt incredibly chaotic from seven o'clock in the morning until nine or 10 at night. We are go, 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 go because of our schedules. And that feels chaotic. And so I want to just like, I don't want that, I, you know? And so what I've found myself trying to do is just calling on the name of Jesus through that and remembering, okay, I can breathe, I can sit. And on those days when I know my schedule is the tightest, 
making sure that I have time in his presence in the morning is hugely profound for me. Like it's weird because when I spend time in his presence in the morning, I don't always feel the positive benefit of that throughout the day. But when I don't spend time in his presence, I absolutely feel the negative of that. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Yeah. And I realized that today, actually. I think that we all can relate to that. Yeah. I mean, that totally happened to me today. I have felt um, a little anxious, a little frustrated. And what I realized halfway through my day today was, oh, I didn't sit in the presence of the Lord this morning. I didn't stay. I didn't sit still. I didn't listen. I didn't linger in his presence. And I've become accustomed to that. And when I don't do that, y'all, it, I'm like, I just want to go back to bed. I literally just want to go back to bed today and start all over again tomorrow. Yeah. I'm. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? I just can't deal with this. I'm going to lay back down for a minute. Yes. And again, that's a distraction, isn't it? Right? It is. It's very much a distraction. Yes. Because when I wake up, I don't feel more peaceful just because I went back to sleep. But that's there are right. things that can make you feel more peaceful, um, which we may get into later. But yeah. 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 That That's something that we are going to be talking about. And so our whole point today is just to help open your eyes to the idea that there are two different kinds of peace. There is a peace that the Prince of Peace Jesus Christ himself has offered to us. And then there's a peace that is false, that is not real, that comes from the counterfeit, that comes from the antichrist. And he will try to sell you this fake peace. And I love your example of the hurricane. So, I mean, that's so true. That is a false sense of peace. And so that is kind of our hope today is that you begin to understand that and begin to spend some time asking the Lord, where are those places where you have false peace? And sometimes false peace is there because we just want to ignore the problem at hand. And the reality is Jesus Christ is with you. He's never going to leave you and he's never going to forsake you. And you can take those problems and that chaos right to him and maybe cry out to him, maybe complain to him, spend some time with him. Uh, so that'll kind of set up our, our savor moment for us today. So in our savor moment today, what we would like you to do is meditate on his word because we have found that John 1 tells us in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. Jesus Christ is the word. And so we want you to meditate on his word. Psalm 119, 103 talks about how sweet his word is to us. It's like honey on our mouth. And so we want you to read Psalm 119, 103, meditate on that. Maybe go outside and find an actual peaceful location in creation. Uh, maybe it's your back porch. Maybe it's at a park. But find a place where you can sit for 10 minutes uninterrupted, turn the notifications off on your phone, uh, brew a cup of tea. I prefer apple cinnamon tea and put a little Mike's hot honey. If you don't like spicy things like Suzanne, regular honey will do regular honey will do. Uh, but Mike's hot honey in apple cinnamon tea is amazing. And the tea I drink is caffeine free. So I can put a link to that in the show notes for you, but brew that cup of tea, put a little bit of honey in it and just meditate on Psalm 119, 103, and just ask the Lord to reveal to you 
his peace. And then Suzanne, I think you have a song that you really love. Yeah, sometimes I um, <clears throat> like to, I can't necessarily, if I'm feeling really, really anxious or just very chaotic, uh, reading the word sometimes isn't as, as good for me because I'm just like, can't focus mm-hmm. so much on reading, but I also I'll listen to worship music. And there's a song um, by, I think it's Lauren Daigle and it's called Peace Be Still. And um, I love that song. And so if you go outside and you don't want to read your word or you just want to sit there and, and worship, I'll put a link to that song. Um, it's a beautiful song and just pray during that song that um, God would give you peace. Yeah. So wherever you are today, our heart's prayer for you is that you will receive the peace that the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ himself, has given to us. And so we hope that you have found this helpful. If you have, please like or subscribe. And you can always reach out to us at savor at crosstownchurch.com. But we are just all about delighting in the goodness of God and savoring the time that we have with him in his presence. All right, we'll see you guys later. Thank you for being with us today here at Savor. This podcast is a ministry of Crosstown Church. For information about SOAR Women's Ministry or Crosstown Church, please visit crosstownchurch.com or download the Crosstown app. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please remember to like, subscribe, or leave a review. This helps people find us.